the people can agree on one thing. This country is awesome. Whether you're right side or left side, it's time to put it all aside and remember how amazing this country is. So sit back, pop a cold one, and grab those pork rinds. It's time for Made in America. With your host, the angry Texan himself, Gregory Parrott. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Made in America. Sorry about the long hiatus. It did take a while to get back on board with everything that's going on. I got married, bought a house. Devin moved to Orlando. Devin's doing great, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. If you haven't been following, follow him on uh, Devin Comedy for all of his upcoming tour dates. We've had a great, great year so far for comedy and and what have you. But right now, I would uh, dare say that I would like to bring to the audience attention, I have a guest host. He's going to be on the show more, hopefully more, uh, as the days come along. Ladies and gentlemen, I give to you ballroom, dancing extraordinaire, very knowledgeable on all things nostalgic. He's a good dude, and I consider him a very good close friend and family. Ladies and gentlemen, Louis Cavedo. Hey, everybody. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. For that thunderous <laughs> round of applause. Welcome, man. We finally got to get you on the show, dude. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. No, I get to. Uh, I'm excited that it's uh, it's on the return of the of the podcast. I didn't realize that it's been has it been since you've been married. Oh uh, yeah, it was the last episode I did was uh, Veterans Day in November, and then we had the whole uh, pandemic, and then I was finishing up. Um, I'm now out of the restaurant business, not completely. I'm I'm not managing anymore. I stepped down to do bartending at a golf course. Yeah. It's a step up. It's a or, or different clientele, I guess, right? Yeah, it was a, it's more of a fun clientele because I play a lot of golf. And everybody that comes in there is a golfer. I got the TV on golf all the time. So if I ever become sick of golf, I pick the wrong job. But this actually turned out really good for me. Yeah, it makes some connections and people to play with. Although you, you've always got Devin, you guys are. Yeah, yeah, Devin, Devin uh, this is a funny story. I'll go ahead and tell this. I don't, uh, Devin didn't mind me telling it. So Devin uh, had a show in San Francisco uh, over the 4th of July weekend. Uh, funny thing about Devin is that he has gone this entire pandemic, the entire pandemic, and traveled all over the country. I mean, tons of airline miles, whatever. By the way, that is a plane taking off since my studio is right next to an airport. It's yeah. kind of cool. Oh, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was hoping that this would never pick that up, but it's cool. I just hope that jet doesn't take off. We might have to, you know, edit that out. <laughs> so anyways, Devin has gone all over the country, hasn't gotten the, the coronavirus, anything. I'm super mask protective. You know, he's very he's very open about, hey, I got the booster. I've got the vaccine. He's, he's all preachy, preachy about, you know, being safe. And he was, he was a great example. So then he's, uh, flying back from, from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. He gets on Delta. He's got first class and he, he sends me the, the text message he sent to his, his girl. And he says, I'm on the next plane. Love you. I'll turn on messaging. If you need me Then the next message, I have my mask on. But let me assure you that if I get COVID, this is the plane. This is it. I'm in first class, and there's an entire family of coughing. There's an entire family coughing their asses off. Like legit choke coughing. We haven't even taken off yet. The mom keeps trying to shush 
the hacking kids. Honestly, if I were the flight attendant, I'd tell them to leave the plane, but it is what it is. And he tells his girl, get those vitamins started. I got to tell you, he was he was pretty upset about it. I mean, he was mad. And then the next day, he gets back. He doesn't text me that he got back. I guess he wasn't feeling 100%. So he tested he, he tested himself for COVID because, I mean, he's got like a dozen tests at the house. Mm-hmm. And he says, then, of course, last night, I tested positive for COVID. He wished some uh, some things for that family to go through, long delays and whatever whatever the, the nicest way you could put. You, you hope that family uh, gets sick. Now, you know, hopefully nobody dies from it. Cause I'm, yeah, because, I mean, the, the Delta variant's gone. I think that mm-hmm. that's already been kind of wiped off the planet. It might be somewhere hanging around, but everybody else is just getting, like, the flu version. So... Not only do we have to contend with the cold every year and the occasional flu, but now coronavirus, which is, you know, it looks like for the future of mankind. Oh, I got COVID. Well, I get a week off from work. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to have to, on, yeah, they're going to have to figure something out, you know. It's it yeah, I I don't know if I asked you this. Was was Devin still teaching through COVID? I mean, when when everybody came back for a little bit there and it's like, okay, we're we're going to we're going to try to roll this thing out and give it a shot. Yeah, he was briefly, yeah, he was briefly doing uh, teaching through COVID. I think he did like half a year before he went full-time into comedy. So even in the middle of that, still didn't get it. Dodging bullets, going doing shows, flying city to city, and this is what did it. Yeah, this is this was it. You know, it was the and it happened to be he's missing the first leg of uh the tour here in Florida for his board teachers tour. He's not happy. And he's also not happy that the fact that we play a lot of Oculus golf and Jackson and Caden took their Oculus with them to the beach. And he's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm just sitting in my room. I'm like, ah, you're going to have to play golf by yourself, buddy. I'm sorry. Uh, well, that's great. I, I, at least you can social distance. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Cause everybody else is just in the, and cause he's renting his house and he's having problems with his landlord, which I told him, I was like, man, you, you got it. You're making good money. You need to buy a house somewhere, bro. I mean, you got to get that locked in APR because rent is just going to keep going up oh, yeah. and his landlord's not fixing the leak that's in the roof. And this, you know, it's just a really bad situation. And he's in a nice neighborhood. I mean, he's directly across from Bay Hill. So, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you don't know where that's at, I mean, I know this is a local podcast, but if you're from out of town, it's a ritzy area. Yeah. 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 It's weird that, that, Bay Hill is like one of the most extravagant HOA communities in the world. Golf, you know, Arnold Palmer, the whole nine yards. Directly across the street, equally nice houses, good neighborhood, non-HOA. And you always can tell the difference between non-HOA and HOA because there's everybody's going to, there's going to be 10 houses in a row. One of those houses is going to have like the broken blinds. You can see the Mm -hmm. yard that looks like it's never been watered, you know, and there's nothing that any of your neighbors can do to like make them, you know, you're just hoping, well, hopefully they sell out and the next people take over and make that look really nice. But he he has a nice neighborhood. Kids go to Dr. Phillips, you know, the whole nine yards and, Mm -hmm. But he uh, he definitely dodged a bullet because he says he's feeling better and he's getting there. So hopefully he'll be back on tour and everybody that's listening to this can get out and catch a show. Yeah, I wish him more. Yeah, that's uh, that's been pretty good. I'll tell you, this pandemic though is uh, has tried my patience. Yeah, it's tried everybody's patience. And the one thing that I can sum up from this whole thing is that people have gotten meaner. Uh-huh. and nastier, and as if they weren't yeah. too bad at that before all this. Yeah, this just. Uh... Just made it all worse. And I sometimes wonder, how would our country have reacted, you know, say this was back in the 80s when Reagan was president? Because I got to be honest, man, politics has divided this country. Mm -hmm. 
Whether you're left side or right side, I think we can all agree that on both sides, there are people that are too extreme, that take things too far, that are, oh, you you know, using words like libtard. Come on. You're an adult. You know, you're not setting a good example for the kids. Just, if you... If you voted for Biden, shut up. Who cares? Yeah. If you voted for Trump, shut up. Who cares? Keep it to yourself because it's the first thing that people people don't like to be told who they should vote for. Like my wife and I, we see differently on politics in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, and that's fine. We don't bring it up in the house. Otherwise, we'd be getting an annulment right now. <laughs> well, no, it's it's true. I mean, it, look, it, it's it's nothing new, right? It's just it's just how bad it's gotten. Because I re- even even when I was younger. You know, you used to see that happen, and and, and right after uh, 9-11, and okay, you know, we went through a little period there where it was ultra-patriotism, right? And, and everybody was together on this thing. You know, we had a common enemy, whatever, and, and everybody can, can come under that banner. And then there was a little split off there as time went on, and, you know, people start getting upset, and you say the wrong thing. This is your fault, right? Because that's what it is, right? It's yeah. Just, it's it's just like uh, oh you voted for this guy this is your fault. Say like, no man it's it's just I believe most people in politics don't go into this thing trying to screw anybody over. They're just trying to do the best they can. Now whether they're the right people for it is you know it, the whole pointing the finger thing. The whole uh, you know people like you are the ones that are messing this country up. It's just that's that's the problem. Yeah you know get over it. You you're an adult. We all try to do better. I just want this country to go back to being unified, man. And I, the whole gun issue, everybody has a right to have a gun. I don't know so much in Florida where anybody needs an AR-15 uh, or large capacity rounds or, you know. Uh, now I have a lot of uh, people in Texas that definitely will disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because a lot of people in Texas, it's a little rural out there. You yeah, know, it's like, a different world. Huh? Like I know for a fact that, you know, one of my listeners, a good friend of mine, Tony Ramirez, a uh, veteran, you know, retired military. All he does is try to serve the community by doing drone footage, and he's a hog eradicator. You know, he likes to to get rid of hogs for people. Man, that's a lot of bacon for everybody. That's a, that's a good You're thing all about he's that, doing. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm American. There's nothing more American than eating bacon. If that was like my test of being, oh, are you a terrorist or not? Well, here, eat this plate of bacon and be like, no, oh, you know I ain't a terrorist. I'm going to eat the hell out of this bacon. <laughs> not to offend anybody you know, on that issue, but, but as far as, like, guns go, now, if something was to happen at Tony's, because Tony lives on a big ranch, mm-hmm. and let's say somebody trespassed on that ranch and got out there and was breaking in. He dials 911. It's going to take 30, 40 minutes for the cops to get out there. Mm-hmm. He has to have a gun. He has to have at least shotgun, pistol, whatever it takes to protect his family. Now, and, and he's involved in local politics. Not so much like really involved, but he runs the uh, rant and rave page from my hometown. Pretty much the entire town is, is following. And he's ruffled a lot of feathers because unfortunately my hometown is is very old school like they just celebrated their 150 year anniversary mm-hmm. you know good job my hometown and at the same time they finally passed a law to where they can open a liquor store in the town <laughs> it took you 150 years to do that that's what i keep saying it took 150 years for this town to finally start growing up Y'all need to catch up with the rest of the world. Imagine the party after yeah, and, after that passes. And it's weird because the same people, all the rich people that helped found that town that are generations in, guess what? 
oh, they get to be on city council and they get to make the decisions for the town. And my buddy Tony, who's been all over the world, you know, he says, no, that's not how the rest of the world works. And we're going to call you out on it. And that's what he's doing. And he's getting everybody on this bandwagon. One of the city council guys, you know, messaged him and went off on him, said a bunch of bad stuff. So now he's like, okay, we'll see what happens. You know, and, and I can't help but think, you know, like, wow, you know, what if he messes, he pisses the wrong people off? And they come out there. Well, I got to tell you right now, if if he was somebody that was against guns, they'd probably know about that first. And somebody got, but no, he is proud to announce, "Hey, I got a new infrared scope for my rifle." He posts that online. People immediately know. You know, I'm probably not ever going to break into that dude's yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, keep your distance. Yeah, safe, safe distance, right? So, I mean, it just depends on what part of the country you're standing in as to where you need a gun. Like, yeah, we live in Polk County. This is. This is a really sometimes rough, crime-ridden, stupid county. I mean, crimes that happen in the neighborhoods you would never expect. Mm-hmm. So, well, should, should we have a gun? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pro Second Amendment. Let's just throw that out there as an initial statement, right? But yeah, you know, unless you've only lived in the city or somewhere, you know, urban, where. Uh, you know, you're used to the idea of like, oh, yeah, you know, what do you, what do you need a gun? Why? why? Or or as a, a professor of mine used to tell me back in uh, back in college, he said, uh, I don't want to turn this thing into a politics thing. But it's funny. I, I liked his, uh, his statement. He said, you're a Democrat until you get robbed and you're a Republican until you're poor. Right. Uh, that was that was his statement. Hey, yeah, I've actually heard that before. Yeah. And that's old school. That's back when. I mean, but the roles are reversed now. Republicans yeah, yeah. have gone more Democratic, and Democrats have just, you know, gone. There is a thing I believe in being too liberal. Just some people are too liberal, and it sucks because it takes something bad in this country to happen for people to start getting the message like, hey, we all need to be on the same page. And I don't know what the page is going to be regarding guns, but I feel like the best way to do this and stop these stupid mass shootings and all this is to maybe better educate and make it harder for people that have problems to get guns. Like if, if you're known to be to have broken laws, you know, and you were like aggravated assault or fighting or whatever, mm-hmm. then you should probably have to go through some kind of, you know, waivers to get a gun. They just need to make it a little harder. Now, the people that already have guns, hey, all you really, I think the only thing that needs to do is if somebody comes to visit you and they just fill out some paperwork and be like, you know, I, I checked out this guy and seems pretty legit and he's got a good reason to have a gun, so we're going to let him keep it. Yeah. You know, and I just, and that's, we're just trying to be fair. I don't want anybody to get their guns taken from. I'm not a Beto O'Rourke or whatever that dude's name is. I'm not, I'm not a little, I'm not like him. Right. Yeah. No. And everything with its measure of sense. Right. Right. Like uh, a middle ground is all we need to find. It, there's one statement that you always hear with these kind of discussions, right? And it's difficult to get to a middle ground because somebody inevitably says, "Well, it's not a gun problem. It's a heart problem, or it's a mental health problem." Because they're they're going to find a way, right? Whether it's a knife, whether it's a gun, and it's like, "Oh, yeah," but you can make it harder. But then, over on the other side of the world, Japan, right? Just just this week, uh, uh, ex prime minister is it or yeah, ex prime minister Abe. got 
got got he was yeah. over in Africa or something and got blasted. And the guy had a makeshift gun. It wasn't even a like a gun gun. Yeah, it was he, like a shock it was like two little tubes and like a a, a wiring kind mm-hmm. of thing. I mean, I don't know, man. It, it was like it was pretty much the primitive redneck shotgun yeah, you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but it's like holy crap, you know. This guy came up with this thing and he he found a way to do it, right? So, so, yeah, you're still going to have those people out there. Yeah. I think the thing is, is to try to weed through the people with the mental issues and be like, here, these people get guns, these people don't get guns. Mm-hmm. And this just got to be, all I'm saying is I don't know how to, I don't have the answers, but somebody out there does. We just, I'm just hoping, you know, all politics aside and everything, we, I think as Americans, we all agree, we just need to find a common ground to stand on to where we can solve these issues, you know, and... And have a better understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. And just for God's sake, finally start getting along. I mean, I think we can all agree that um, Justin Bieber uh, getting a little uh, Bell's palsy thing happening, um, half the people in the country were crying. And then half the country was laughing. I was just kind of like, um, okay, cool, let's move on. I don't know why they made such a big deal about it. But we can all agree that Hey, yeah, that sucked for him. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. You know, there's there's always something that we can always find to agree on, and I hate that stupid saying. Well, let's agree to disagree. That's stupid. Let's find something else to agree on, because mm-hmm. I can agree, dude. I, for the most part, do not like people, and if you have been following my TikTok, the angry Texan comedian, you will notice that I don't really care for my HOA in my neighborhood. They singled me out when I first moved here. I mean, when we were looking at the house. The next-door neighbor lady straight up told us in front of the kids that, oh, children are discouraged in this neighborhood. Well, guess what, lady? We bought the house. And then another lady told me, oh, I see you have a screened-in facade on your garage. Yes, I do. I That came with the house. The previous neighbor, uh, previous owner did that. She goes, well, you might think about taking it down. We all prefer that everybody park their cars in the garage. That's what they're for. I was like, well, I'm actually on that bay that's, because I got a two-car garage on the bay that's screened in. I'm going to make a little man cave in there. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, it's just food for thought because it's frowned upon. She kept saying that over and over. It's frowned upon. It's like, well, good for you, lady. (laughs) And then then the third strike with these people is when the HOA president comes over and knocks on my door. Instead of saying, hey, I'm so-and-so. I live across from you. I'm here three months out of the year because I'm a snowbird that lives up, up, up north. Mm-hmm. Instead, he uh, he says, hey, how you doing? Reached out his hand, and I shake it, and he goes, I'm the bad guy. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, he's telling that to the angry Texan who thrives on being the villain. Okay, <laughs> right. I'm the heel in this story, kid. Nah, you ain't going to come over here and tell me that. So I said, well, I don't prefer to think of anybody as a bad guy until I make my own judgment. And uh, he just said, well, I just need you to mow your yard a little bit more, and I need that pressure spraying on, on the side of your your second story. Hey, no problem, dude. I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. Even asked if there was a time, you know, if we pressure spray in front of your house, would it be okay if we used a little of your water? Yeah, I, I'm a team player. That's fine as long as everybody else is doing the same thing. I'm cool. Sure. So I get up there like two days later, get all this stuff done. Even the guy that mows my yard who was out of town for like pretty much the whole month because mm-hmm. he had a daughter graduate. He had went to Vegas. He, he, it's his vacation It's prime summertime. Yeah. yeah. And he even came back. He said, dude, you got a lush yard. He said, look where they're scalping the yard in the HOA part. Mm-hmm. And he got a ruler down and showed. He said, dude, this is an inch and a half. He said, this is a good yard. 
So I don't know what they're bitching about. He goes, but I'll go ahead and mow it for you, brother. Mm-hmm. And he mowed it, and I did the pressure spray. And then two days later, they had a HOA meeting. And in that meeting, they decided to uh, bring me as a conversation piece and wrote it down and then even put it online, calling me out. You were on the bullet points. Yeah, and so my wife saw that, and her being a, you know, a beautiful, smoking hot Italian, uh, people don't realize you don't piss off Italian women. It's like, it's like you don't, there's kind of two points in this country. You don't piss off Italian women, and you sure as hell don't piss off Puerto Rican women. That's kind of like, I'm, like there's some, there's a gene in there where it's like, okay, I'm going to step back. I ain't pissing them off anymore. Bad things can happen. And I'm Puerto Rican, so I can attest to, to the second part. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> and so they take the stuff down, and then they said, oh, if he doesn't get this done, we're going to find. So they said, oh, he doesn't do enough yard work and stuff. So that's when I decided to make these videos. Mm-hmm. And so I dress up in the skimpiest Daisy Dukes, tied up my shirt, belly hanging out. And I, I do these videos. It's a good look for you. So, yeah, thank you. So that these people will know. They'll be like, oh, no, he did his yard work this week. Trust me, I saw. <laughs> and I'm going to continue to do these because I've had I've had over half a million, probably even more than that, have, have reached out and said, man, thank you, dude. I, I want to be your neighbor. I hate HOAs. I think I've read at least, at least 2,000 comments that said HOAs suck, HOAs. Mm-hmm. I've heard people have messaged me to tell me about their horror stories with HOA and HOAs are a good thing, but they can also be a bad thing when you got pricks. Now I understand. Yeah. The dude came over here and was like, Hey man, can you tighten up a little bit? That's fine. We can all hold each other accountable. It's checks and balances. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. It's whenever you see me doing it and you even see me on top of my roof, laying on concrete tile, mm-hmm. burning up, you know, and just try, blazes and the yeah, summer sun, trying to help do my part. Okay. Hey, I'm going to suck one up today and I'm going to get up there and get it done. You know, I did put it off a little bit, but you don't go two days later and be like, you know what? Even though he did it, let's go ahead and run our mouths. Yeah. Oh yeah. We should have been at the meeting because no one went to the meeting and all the board of directors were like, Hey, we're going to have a reelection. And, uh, Oh, let's also motion that we keep our terms for two years now. And they all voted for themselves. Uh, it's, and none it's, of them live here except maybe one person. That's it. Congress giving themselves a raise. Right, Otherwise, right. That's, yeah. that's exactly what happened here. So my wife and I said, okay, we got two years. Let's get everybody in this neighborhood on board with us mm-hmm. and all these old bastards that live in this neighborhood. I mean, because seriously, we're probably like the youngest couple here. Oh, yeah. And we're in our 40s. And once they all die off, this will be our neighborhood. <laughs> and that's going to be fine because I want, I want kids to move in this neighborhood. I want... And my kids, they don't. They go. They go out and play a little bit. Like one was climbing on the the rock wall on the side of the bridge over here, and this lady was like, "You need to get down." And I wish I would have been out there when she said that. I would have been like, "Hey, lady, mind your own business. Mm-hmm. We're bringing up the HOA. We'll talk about it." You know. Well, it, you know what's funny is we were driving up to you know come to the house, and we came in through the other side, and there was a guy mowing out mowing his lawn. I could tell it wasn't one of the, the landscape guys because he's yeah, he yeah. doesn't look like a landscape guy. He looks like the owner. So I'm, I'm watching him, right, just to see what kind of reaction you get. Because like you said, we're, you know, you're on the lower end of the age spectrum here. So I'm wondering, am I going to get a look? So I'm watching uh, and I'm waiting. You know, okay, I didn't get a look. But then I park up on your driveway, get out of the car. I go open the door for Gina, my wife, Gina. And uh, I notice the car sticking out of the driveway, maybe about an inch and a half, two inches. 
and I'm looking, and it's like, I'm just thinking of you, and I'm thinking of, of Ainge, and just, let me get back in the car and push this thing a little bit further out. God forbid I'm the, you know, I'm the next headache for these guys with the HOA because the car's sticking out, you know, what, an inch and a half. Yeah, they're, they're cool during the day. It's the parking cars overnight in the street. Mm-hmm. Like, you can park in the street all day. Like, I've seen people have their little get-togethers, or maybe it was a funeral. I don't know. But there was a ton of cars parked in front of a house. And I didn't think nothing of it. And I don't think nothing of it if, like, you know, because I don't have a lot of visitors come over and stay late. You know, my buddy McCarthy will come over. We'll watch some, some a movie or some wrestling or boxing or something, you know. And, mm-hmm. and then he bounces. He's usually gone by about 11 o'clock at night. But, you know, if anybody's to crash overnight, um, I just say, hey, man, can you just pull your car in the, in the, dri- in the driveway? That's it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, they have so many rules here that's stupid. Like, they're like, oh, we can't have RVs and boats and stuff. Well, I'm like, dude, our neighbor over there has had a boat in his driveway since we moved in. I don't even think that boat's seen water probably since uh, Bush administration. <laughs> I mean, it's got stuff all over it. I'm like, man, Obama's first term, maybe, you know. Yeah, no, I, you really shouldn't have to, you shouldn't fear your HOA, you know. It, it, you shouldn't have to live in, in like, oh, God, you know, what's the next time I'm going to get another notice about this stuff? Now, you, li- you live in an HOA over we do, uh, yeah. cl- close to Disney. We're lucky where uh, it's it's not uh, a bad monthly fee or yearly fee, really, is what it is. If I, I'll go ahead and tell you, it's 75 bucks a year. You can't beat that. Oh Florida. yeah, that's that's way that's way lower than mine. And they're they're fairly nice about it. You know, they they'll call a law or uh, code enforcement if you lo- if your lawn starts to get over you know whatever a foot. The house behind me was like two feet before they got involved. So they're pretty relaxed. The one thing they don't like is cars out in the driveway because we got really narrow yeah. streets. Um, but yeah, we lucked out. I mean, when we were moving into the house. That was a talking point, you know. Oh, is there an HOA there? Yeah. You know, what, what are the fees? You know, are they difficult? And, yeah, we, we got lucky. But, it yeah, horror stories all over the place out here. Yeah, it, and uh, I'll tell you, speaking of horror stories, when I, I had a, a white, and I still do. I'm getting rid of it. It's my mom's car that I used to have, and then I bought my Mustang. And I've been, it's one of those cars where you're like, uh, I want to hang on to it and fix it, and maybe you know, give it to the kids when they turn, you know, eighteen or sixteen. And at this point, I'm just like, all right, I'm getting ready to get it out and just, you know, junk it, or maybe somebody else could, you know, do better with it. Mm-hmm. And it was out, and dude. I had tags insurance. It's still insured. I just don't have a tag on it, so I brought it in the garage. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was out in the driveway, and the tire was a little low, and I would air it up every couple of weeks. But then my garage door broke, and um, so it it wouldn't close. It closed, but there was like a little one-and-a-half-inch gap on the far right side. So it's one of those you just need to adjust the you know spring a little bit and, yeah, yeah. and the guide cables, you know, just tighten them up, whatever. And so my neighbor called code enforcement, mm-hmm. and we got this, this letter and everything, and so my wife calls code enforcement. It's like, hey, you know, I drive all over town and I see a lot of stuff that's bad. And, you know, is that what y'all do? Y'all just drive and y'all just see stuff? I'm just trying to get an understanding. She goes, yeah, most of the time we do drive and, you know, if we'll see something, we'll, we'll pull over and give them a, a, a notice. Hey, you know, you need to get this taken care of in 30 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. She goes, but in your case, 
your neighbor called and i said yeah that's weird and uh she goes yeah i came and i looked at the car and i was just like oh just you know get a tag on it and it's fine you know right but she said that the she said but your garage she goes i wouldn't have even noticed that until your neighbor ran out of her house and came over onto your driveway and pointed it out well she just she yeah getting, she was just, just getting down under and sticking her phone through and taking pictures of your no garage. she just she just <laughs> looked and came out and said hey what about his garage you know the first thing I thought about it was like if there was music tied to this that she just walked out of her door I'll get you your little garage my little pretty you know like that's how I felt that she ran out of her house to do it you know and mm-hmm. pointed it out and was telling code enforcement and that. That pissed me off. You came on my property to point out something to a police officer. Mm-hmm. And so now uh, I constantly make these videos now. Well, and I'm telling you, if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're in Australia, Germany, England. And I got a lot of listeners around the world and Canada. Look up on TikTok, the angry Texan comedian or Facebook. I'm also putting them on Facebook. The Angry Texan Comedian on Facebook. I promise you these TikToks will make you laugh. My wife is genius. She's been helping me write these. And, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, it's, it's fun going viral. I'd mm-hmm. like to get to Devin's level to where, you know, you're making a living off these videos. But right now I'm having fun with it. Well, yeah, yeah. It's just desserts for, yeah, for but, them. Because it's also, it's giving a lot of people, like I've had people tell me, I've at least had 20 people message me and say, you need to build a bat sanctuary because it, it's illegal for them to take it down once mm-hmm. it's built. And I was like, oh, my God, that'd be great because I could put it in my backyard and build it right next to <laughs> right next to my neighbor's uh, fruit tree and just have a bunch of fruit bats. <laughs> oh, my God, that would be great. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's go into uh, back in the day. Uh, now... Yeah, this is a good one. Oh, my God. This is going to be great. When there was G.I. Joe and Atari, Saturday morning cartoons and Sony Walkman. Cowabunga, dudes. Chillax. Time to take a trip down memory lane when blockbusters were big and MTV actually played music videos. It's time for Back in the Day. So everybody's big on shoes these days. I see people paying outright ridiculous money. Um, My buddy Keith bought me a pair of golf shoes that were $240. I mean, most comfortable pair of shoes. I got guys that collect Jordans. Mm -hmm. Every year, uh, Jordans release their golf shoe, which is $350. What's the most you've ever paid for a pair of shoes? That I've paid? Yeah. Oh, man. This is kind of embarrassing. I'm pretty cheap. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'd probably make 80 bucks. Yeah, I yeah. think 80 under 100 is the most I'll ever spend on a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was always that guy to go in, oh, there's a sale at Foot Locker and, you know, get this. Back in 1989, there was, you had Nike, mm-hmm. you had British Knight, you had Reebok, mm-hmm. you had Pony, and Keds, yeah. and uh, Adidas, Adidas, and Swiss. What was it? Swiss. Oh, K Swiss. K Swiss. That was your six dominant shoe brands, but the two big ones were Reebok 
and Nike. And Nikes, yeah. 1989, Reebok released a shoe. To this day, is still one of my favorite shoes of all time. My mom got me a pair for my birthday early for school. I mean, school started like August 28th or something, and my birthday's September 28th. She gave them a year early to start school with. She got me a pair of Reebok pumps. Yeah. If you ever remember the Reebok pumps, they had Nike tried a pump version, just one release, and, and really it just pumped on the side around the heel. Mm-hmm. Reebok that, pump yeah. was the tongue of the shoe inflated, and it would make your, you know, it, apparently you were supposed to jump higher, you could run better, and they had several different. They had a basketball, a football, and a cross-training version. Mm-hmm. And then just a regular, like, uh, athletic. So they had four versions. My mom, and, and the, the most expensive one was $170. My mom got me the $70 version, which was awesome because, I mean, God, who didn't want those? I mean, yeah, yeah. shoes made the kid back in the day. And to this day, I still find people uh, finding Reebok pumps online. So I did, did a little digging. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you, you don't still own a, a pair of those? No, I, man, those got those got ripped up or something. A dog got into them or something. Um, they stopped making Reebok pumps uh, in the late nineties. They just the market was so saturated with them. They made so many, and it's still you can go on eBay right now and find a pair of Reebok pumps. And we, have I it. literally did right before we were talking about it, and it's like, oh yeah, I wonder if. I checked on eBay, and like you said, yeah, brand new pairs. Yeah, and I'm actually thinking of, like, now that I'm an adult and, you know, I have a little extra money from time to time, and, you know, I'm actually selling property in Texas right now. I'm actually mm-hmm. thinking, you know, hey, when I get, maybe I get a pair of pumps just to wear on stage sometime, and it's just my stage shoe, and then as soon as I get home, I take them off, put them back in the box. <laughs> and people are eventually, were just content to, uh, to tie their sneakers. Uh, there's a, there's a guy that's a collector, and he's got over 500 pair of Reebok pumps. Um, different styles or just the... Just different styles. I mean, because I guess they made so many different versions. There was a couple of athletes that endorsed them there for a while. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, it's sad. Reebok is now kind of not there anymore. They filed for bankruptcy. The, the company is on its way out. Adidas uh, pretty much took over. Adidas uh, is... Uh, doing a formal process aimed at uh, diversifying Reebok as part of a five-year strategy. Uh, this is in uh, – Reebok is discontinued operation in the first quarter of 2021. So it's another company that the pandemic kind of hit. Right. I, I don't understand how. I mean, God, Reebok, the people were getting out and going to parks and stuff. This is a perfect time to buy a pair of sneakers. But you got to think, that, you know, the Reebok stores – you don't even see the only time I see Reebok shoes for sale is whenever I go to to um, Ross or TJ Maxx or even a flea market. You'll see a couple of pair, and it's always like the just a solid uh, pair of shoes. I'm I'm a I'm a Seinfeld guy, you know. I'm always looking for a nice white pair of sneakers, old man sneakers, you might yeah. call them. Gene always says, "Oh yeah, those are old man sneakers." And it's like, well, they go with everything, you know. You know what I think of with Reeboks? I don't know. I don't know why, but um, you ever watch that uh, uh, old Super Mario movie, like the original, yes. the old one with Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, yes, yes, live action, right? And there was a, I think it was a, the the bomb. You know, there was a little bomb 
Super Mario bob bomb yeah, yeah. on the thing, and you know the the infamous scene when the finally th- the thing finally blows up at the bottom. The shoes were Reeboks. Oh yeah, that's that's what I always think of it, and it's almost like yeah, that's kind of the highlight because it died right around that point. I don't remember seeing Reeboks much after that. Yeah, it's it Reebok. I, I mean, I wore that primarily. That was my. I didn't really start wearing Nikes until. Like my junior, senior year, I just wasn't a Nike guy. I loved Reebok. I just thought they were cool, you know, and the commercials were cool. And uh, do you remember who the athlete was that was the first one to endorse the Reebok pump? Uh, I can kind of picture it. I'm going to throw a wild guess. I'm going to say Charles Barkley. No. no. It was D. Brown. Oh, okay, okay. And then okay, okay. Dominic Wilkins, Dennis Rodman, and Shaquille O'Neal, Sean Kemp, Allen Iverson all had their signature line with Reebok after that. They all had one pump at least. Hmm. And that's a that's really cool. Collectors items, I'm sure nowadays. Uh, or at least the, that particular like signature one. The uh but the Nike version was called the Air Pressure. And it uh, it it's it was a uh, um they said it was a, a overdone gimmick. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons they, because uh, they also, I remember Nike also had like a part of that pump shoe. They had like a you actually plugged an air pump into it, you know. Right. And, you know. Well, all right. So there's a little bit of an age gap between you and I, right? Just a little. Yeah. So it, you you would have seen the prominence of the Reebok more than I would have, because you know I've, I'm just a couple of years younger than you are. But I do remember the Nikes coming out, and I I seem to remember having a pair. But what set aside I think the Nikes over the Reeboks was the pump was a was a basketball, wasn't it? Like it was shaped with the ridges of the basketball. Yeah, yeah. On the Reebok pump, the tongue would be a, if if it was a basketball sneaker, it had a basketball. If it was football, it had a football. Okay. And then the cross train was like a different color, and but oh no, it looked like a, a pair of weights. Okay. And then they had like just a regular Reebok pump sneaker that was just for all around. That was a it had a little blue emblem. Okay. So they had like maybe four. I'm sitting here looking up at the different ones that they had, but and I can't find a definitive. It just keeps showing like stuff that's on eBay. What, I mean, some of these are still fly shoes. No, they're pretty cool. Yeah, the, the color the color schemes are really neat. Oh, but, Reebok's uh, pump OG bring back uh, 25th anniversary. Seven hundred and fifty-eight dollars for this pair, dude. That those are nice. They they look like the uh, that's back got the to the basketball. Future, right? yeah. yeah, it's got the basketball. That's when basketball players had those ridiculous big high top shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was almost like they were playing in boats out there. With, you know the, but I mean they had to because that's when uh, they were really still wearing the kind of sh- uh, skimpy shorts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what's it? I don't know if you had the same experience, right? But it was. Talk about a gimmick that doesn't translate. Like, I remember having a pair. My mom bought me a pair. Again, I don't remember whether it was the Reeboks or the Nikes, but I had a pair, and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, these are the ones that you pump. So I remember just pumping the thing and pumping the hell out of it because it's like I was waiting for something to happen. I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't really big into sports or whatever. I used to like running or whatever and going outside. I didn't take care of a shoe. But I remember just being mad. It's like... This thing doesn't do anything. It's not like... Right. <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe because I wasn't using the shoe right. But that that was my frustration. I was waiting for something to happen wearing this thing. It's like, I, 
am I jumping higher? Am I getting getting superpowers off of this thing? No, it's just it's just a gimmick. It's just a right. Know, the shoe fits. If that thing that happened with me is I had them sh- shoes and then I'd go out in the pasture with my buddies because you know I'm country boy and oh I ran into something that had thorns on it and all of a sudden, <laughs> you know, one one shoe deflates and I got to tie it tighter because the cool thing was you could you could loosely tie the shoe and then pump it up and it fit. I mean you could almost I mean God I hate to say it but like. You probably get like another size bigger and make them fit, you know, pumping the hell out of it. I do remember in class one time this kid named Kelly Davis pumped his up, just kept pumping him, pumping him, pumping him. Finally, we're all sitting there, it's dead silent, and you hear, <laughs> he, he exploded. And that makes me think, of, you know, remember Austin Powers? Austin movie. Powers, yeah. He did that, but he had, I guess there was already uh, the shoe powder that was in it, and he's. And it just blows up in his face. He's trying to figure out. I'm like, why did they throw that nostalgia? Because when that movie came out, I think the pumps were already gone for about a year or two. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. It's like, yeah, he's just revisiting what happened while he was gone. But it's a terrible shoe for, like, a kid that's got, you know, uh, uh, ADD or whatever. It's like, okay, I got something to, you know, keep myself manually uh, uh, occupied with. And right. just keep pump, 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 pump. <laughs> You know, the thing blows up. It was cool, the little release valve. You'd, and I'd take the shoe off. My parents would just stare at me like, you're you're not that special. <laughs> Quit. <laughs> but anyways, uh, tell you what, man. Let's um, let's keep things moving uh, and go into Idiots in the News. Idiots in the News is brought to you by drugs. Because if you do drugs... You'll be an idiot in the news. Get in here. Coming in. Y'all want to buy some drugs? All right, let's go ahead and do a little recap of stupidity, starting with Antonio Brown. Okay. Um, Everybody, because I got a lot of catch up on idiots in the news. This is the one that still sticks out to me. How can you have an amazing football contract with a winning team, everything, and then just be like, oh, I'm done, and then blame everybody else but yourself, and then everybody comes to his defense, oh, it's mental health, well, well, sorry, I don't feel I don't feel bad for athletes that are super filthy rich. He did it to himself. He's an idiot. Moving on. Another idiot in the news I feel bad for because I've almost accidentally been in her situation. You don't go to another country and have drugs on you, and then – then expect everybody to feel bad for you, and everybody does right now. That Brittany girl, I feel, I do feel bad that she's having to go through that whole Russian ordeal over there. At the same time, come on. You know, you broke a law over there. I really hope they give you leniency, and I hope our country gets you back. And I hope this is a wake-up call to everybody that does the vaping marijuana. I mean, it's, it's good. It's fun. But not everybody's as cool as Colorado or Michigan or the other states that legalize it, especially other countries that look really look down on stuff like that. Imagine if she would have been busted over in Saudi Arabia or one oh, of those yeah. Middle East countries. Yeah, it'd be yeah, really yeah, they might actually do. She's going to do time. Well, I, how much of that do you think is like okay, the political situation that we've got going on with Russia and them actually like enforcing this thing? Uh, because in, in other countries, yeah, okay, you're going to jail for life, you know. Yeah, but I, well, I worked with Russians up in upstate New York for years mm-hmm. in the summer, 
And they would straight up tell me, like, yeah, you, you do not bring drugs over to Russia. It is not a good idea. If you do smoke the, the stuff, you know, you need to be real low-key. Don't walk down the street because uh, you've seen those Russian jails. You don't even get to look up. They push you around. You've, mm-hmm. You're bent over as you're being escorted around. And our next uh, and final, uh, this is actually tends on. Uh, so somebody during the 4th of July in this country, the weekend before the 4th, I mean, it wasn't even close to the 4th yet. It was, it was like July 1st. Mm-hmm. A dude blew his hand off. This gentleman blew his hand off. And his buddies were like, oh, and then they, you know, the, they did the whole tourniquet and took off and then had to go back because fire rescue was on their way and they had to, they didn't want to ride in the ambulance because the ambulance costs money. Uh, decided to take this dude by themselves and the guy's like, hey, we need to go back and get my hand. So they go back to get the hand. They said, no, we'll take it to the hospital. So the friends took the dude to the hospital Fire rescue took the hand, and sadly enough, that hand was not able to be reattached. Guess what state that was? Uh, Florida. Yay! <laughs> all right. He got that one. I mean, he nailed it on the head, ladies and gentlemen. It was Florida. Well, you know, I, I had a pretty good, pretty good chance of getting that right. And at the same time, it being Florida, God. It's always going to be Florida man that makes the news. Just super stupid. I mean, dumb criminals. What 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 did he blow up? Do you know? Uh, I don't know, but it was apparently there was fireworks that you weren't really supposed to be shooting off the first of July. So there's something about him getting a fine for it too. I think the fine is he left. He lost his hand. Why should he have to go with a nub to go and and uh, pay a fine? Like, oh, let me let let me reach in my back pocket with. Uh, wait, uh, let me get my other hand to reach in my back pocket and grab my wallet to pay this fine. God, this is painful. Yeah, I think that's punishment enough. It should be. Now, other than that, um, I don't really have any more stupid idiots in the news. I do have some shows coming up this summer. Uh, just stay tuned to um, um, the Angry Texan Comedian on Facebook. Follow me. Follow me on all social media devices. I'm not on Twitter a lot. I do tweet from time to time. Instagram, I'm, I'm hit or miss on Instagram, but the two main ones, Facebook and TikTok, the Angry Texan Comedian, definitely come find me. And definitely, if you have any questions or you have a story about your Reebok pumps or fireworks or idiots doing stupid stuff, now I got to be honest, when I was a kid, we used to go out to a boat ramp close to my hometown. That's where we shot our fireworks off. More important. Importantly, I had to make sure we had Roman candles because there's nothing better than a Roman candle fight. Yeah. Shooting Roman candles at each other is probably not a good idea, especially when you come home and you got burnt holes in your shirt and your mom's like, I bought that shirt for you, you're grounded. You know, it's like, oh, that sucks. So I can relate with people being stupid. I, we used to grab mortars in college because we didn't have a tube to shoot them in. We'd just throw them by hand. That was a bad idea until one of my hand, friends almost blew his hand off. Yep. Yeah, he had a giant oven-sized mitt around that thing for about two months. But we weren't in Florida, because if it had been Florida, we would have blown our hands off. But if you have any stories, any any comments, anything that you you know can relate with, please email me at MurricanMadePodcast at gmail.com. Remember, Murrican, 
M-U-R, not M-E-R. I've had people message me, I got the wrong one. You didn't specify. No, I say American, not American. American is we're Americans, and we're awesome, and we're tough. And I'm from Texas. I am the Angry Texan Comedian. This has been Louis Quevedo. We thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm going to have a show coming up, another podcast this week. Uh, we're going to dive into golf. I'm going to be broadcasting from Cypress Wood uh, Country Club, and I'm going to have a PGA professional with me, and we're going to discuss a lot of stuff, uh, you know, the changes in the rules that they've made. You don't have to drop the ball, you know, from, from your shoulder. You can drop it from your knee. It looks dainty when you do it. And we're also going to have um, – I'm going to have bring up the discussion of the live golf, L-I-V. You know, a lot of pe- the, the people are divided on that. I'm all for it. I think it's great. It's great competition. Then again, I'm a big wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So when AEW sprouted up and people were leaving WWE to go to that, you didn't see Vince McMahon getting all flipped out and everything mm-hmm. like the commissioner for uh, the PGA. Competition's good sometimes. I think it's good because it makes every, you know, it gives you a variety of different ways. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know a lot of people that watch the USFL. Mm-hmm. But hey, I turned it on a few times. I was like, "Hey, there's nothing else on. Let me watch some some football." Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with the XFL. You know, basketball. If they were to get different basketball leagues, I'm all for it. It doesn't hurt anybody. Nobody's getting hurt. They're oh, they're they went for the money. I had a guy tell me that the other day. He said, "Oh, all those PGA guys, they left for the money." And this dude was wearing a Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat, and I'm like. Okay, uh, next time there's a contract extension, I want to. Re- I want you to remember the statement you just made. Okay, these guys are just trying to get their dues. They play year-round. They walk ungodly. I was like, you ask any professional athlete that's played golf, Patrick Mahomes, all those guys. Patrick Mahomes said it live on TV. He said, man, golf is the hardest thing I've ever done. And it literally is. I played baseball. I played a lot of sports. To this day, golf is the most challenging thing I've ever done. And I broke clubs. I've thrown clubs. I've cussed. I've I've had glorious, awesome, fun times with friends. It's it's you know it's it's a it's a way of life. If you get into golf, it is definitely a way of life. And so we'll dive into that, and we'll get some instruction from um, Bob Shade. Is his name? He's a PGA professional, and he teaches the stack and tilt method. So please tune in for that. Um, anything you want to add, Mister Lewis? No, no. I thank you for having me. This was uh, this was fun. It was yeah. nice to be uh, debut on a uh, America made in America. Absolutely, man. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you enjoyed the coffee and uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Now it's uh, now it's the end of the show. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. And we'll talk to you soon. And make sure you email us, uh, message me on Facebook, check me out, and uh, also make sure you check out Devin Comedy. Check out what he's going on. Man's killing it right now, and he's having a great time doing it. So. Everybody's fighting the good fight. Bottom line is, this country is awesome. Please, people, be good to each other. And if you're listening from abroad, listen, I'm a good American, okay? I'm not like an idiot American trying to, you know, make us look bad. That's Florida. Just Florida is for your entertainment when you turn the news on, okay? That's all I'm saying. Just be kind to each other. Let's all get along, and let's drink a beer in the end. I'm the Angry Texan. Thank you very much. a hell yeah. Hell yeah. Email us at AmericanMadePodcast at gmail.com.
You can also find The Angry Texan on Facebook at The Angry Texan Comedian, Twitter at The Real Angry Texan, YouTube at The Angry Texan, Instagram at The Real Angry Texan. 